Hey guys, we're here for episode uh, 26 of the Used Gamers. Um, we have our usual host with me, our Chris uh, is going to be here, and Mike as well. Hey guys. Hello. Hi. Hey, how we going? Um, we got a, a few different things to talk about. Um, we're <laughs> going to start off uh, right away, though, that we, um, you know, of course, everyone's pretty excited about Destiny coming out, and we all got our hands on the the beta and got a chance to uh, to play around with it a little bit. So um, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about about that to start. So what do you guys think? I mean, Chris, did you have uh, how much did you get to play this game? I think we all played the characters to level cap at least one level eight, right? Oh yeah, yeah. The the from what I understand, the game when it releases is gonna have a level cap of twenty, and the beta just like the alpha had a cap of eight. Um, I know I hit it pretty fast. I yeah. think by the second day I was playing. Um, I forget. I there was a companion app that you could download for your phone that I had. I think it said I played like 25 hours of it or something. I mean, I, I was playing it pretty much every day that it was available. Um, I it released earlier for the Sony systems than it did for Xbox. I played it on PS3. I think we all played it on PS3. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I don't have. A lot of interest in most first-person shooters, and I've never really played any of the Halo games. Um, I just remembered that they felt like very floaty, and the shooting felt pretty good. Like I, it has a bit of an auto-aim lock-on thing, so I can get away with feeling a little bit better at it than I know that I actually am. So I, I <laughs> a- appreciate those little assists. But even though this was just sort of a small little slice of the game itself, like I, I felt like it did a pretty good job of introducing what I'm assuming most of the game is like. And it's, I mean, it's exactly what a lot of people are saying as far as it being, you know, it's, it's basically like kind of a Halo MMO. I mean, it, it has a structure very much like, you know, it, everything from the hub town to, you know, the, the quest givers and people with basically space exclamation points above their head that you have to go talk to. <laughs> um, but I mean, some of that stuff might feel grindy in the long term, but I enjoyed it. Like I liked jumping between different levels. I liked going back to the tower to see what gear I could equip. Um, I got frustrated pretty quickly about how how easy it was or how quickly um, the items I was getting, the cool items that were getting dropped, sort of outstripped what I was able to use uh, towards the end of the yeah. beta. I was getting a lot of you know level nine, level ten, a couple level twenty items. That just kind of go, that's fun, and I'm probably not going to keep it, which I think we just found out is confirmed yeah. now. Yeah, Bungie confirmed everything you did in the beta is pretty much gone. But they said something to the effect of that you would not be starting it empty-handed. There was no real specification on... I mean, I, we'll, we'll get the emblem, you know, for playing the beta on that, that last... That one night, I guess, was that Thursday or something? So you get that, but that's not really any kind of equipment. It just changes the way your name looks. So I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you'll get some other bonus loot or something for playing in the beta. Who knows? Yeah. But I thought it was really cool. I mean, the real basic stuff for anybody who didn't play it. I mean, you basically choose one of three classes. Um, Warlock, the other one. Titan, Titan and, and Hunter. Hunter, that's right. Uh, I played a Hunter because I almost always play like some kind of a roguish, long-distance, shooty-type character. So, Infiltrator, Mass Effect, Rogue, you know, and most other sword and sorcery games. So, um, of that character, I thought it was really awesome. I mean, I liked the... It's one of those things that, much like the Borderlands games, like, you lock into a couple weapons that you really like, and it's hard to let go of some of those sometimes. You always want to try out new things you have. 
um, which I had some problems with. Maybe we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit after everybody gives their impressions. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I had a blast with it. I mean, I was really bummed out when the beta ended. Like my yeah, Twitter feed yeah. was kind of blowing up with people like showing. I guess there was a giant dance party in the tower when they shut the servers down. So I saw videos of that, and then people just sort of slowly disappearing, and then that being replaced with a screen that says like "server down," like "please come back in September" or something like that. So, but uh, I enjoyed it a lot. What did you think, Mike? I liked it. I, I thought it was, it was really good. I, I was kind of curious to see what Bungie could do, you know, without, you know, separate from Halo. Because I always kind of liked the Halo games, but as it went later on, it became much more about the, the multiplayer. I kind of um, fell out of touch with it. But um, I really did like this. I, I felt, yes, it did feel very um, Halo-esque in a lot of ways, a lot of the mechanics. Um, but I also felt it had a lot of other games that I really liked, you know, uh, stuff from them like Borderlands and Mass Effect. Like it had a lot of stuff that, that made mm-hmm. me kind of, when I was playing it, it made me think of those games as well. A lot of traits to it. Um, and yeah, the, the, I like the three class system. It was really interesting and, and the way that you, but I did find the one issue, which I don't know if this will change. And it already, it did kind of change as you leveled up, but maybe more so as you get higher. But the class is, played very similarly. I mean, really, you could get whatever guns you wanted. So right. if you wanted to be like a, a, a sniper as a Titan, you could. Um, there's nothing stopping you. Um, you know, and the powers, the, like, the, you know, they first off, everybody got a grenade. Each one's grenades did something a little different, but you still just had a grenade. And then there was like this kind of melee power, and then there was like your supercharged power. I like um, that a lot. Which that one was where it really kind of started to get different, you know, uh, because yeah. the hunter had basically where you charged your guns with sunlight. It was and, a golden gun where yeah, you just can kill anything. One shot one kills shot, just about basically. anything, yeah. The Titan did this big jumping slam, which I had a lot of fun with. Um, and then the Warlock had this big blast. It was like a big out, beam, like, like a, a fireball huge, or something. Just yeah. annihilation. Hmm. They so, were all really, like, made you feel real good. And, and they worked yeah. in very different ways. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel if that expands on it, then yeah, it could get different. But at the beginning, they definitely played yeah. very similarly. But maybe they made it that way. So, Well, yeah. as I look at the power trees, though, it looks like as you went up in level, yeah. they would start to play more differently. It seemed to me, because they... Kind of specialize you a little bit at that point, and, yeah. and I, I'm assuming that if with an MMO kind of game, that that's when you need to start specializing. You know, I remember when I was playing World of Warcraft, and my friends are like, "Oh, well, when you hit the level cap, then you are in the real game." Yeah, you know, and I think this might be one of those things like, "Oh, when you hit the level cap, then it's that point where you're like trying to just get better gear." Or just and you're like doing these probably I'm sure they're gonna have big raid type things and th- you know oh, they, they, just, no, they have they a lot of end games the, yeah, yeah so I wonder if that's probably when you'll see that become more important anyway and until then it's like just play and have fun and yeah do and what they, you want. they do kind of make it even though there's not necessarily like class roles to an extent there are like the Titan definitely kind of feels like the tank because mm-hmm. it's the big armor ridden but even then like a lot of my armor and stuff wasn't any higher than your guys characters yeah Titan, I remember we so. were pretty well matched every time so we but I mean the yeah. Titan I think the abilities kind of work more like the Titan's more about getting right up in the, the battles yeah uh, while like the hunter is kind of built more for standing back and picking people off you know with that ability uh, and then the warlock I feel is kind of a mid-range it's more of a mid-range class. yeah I think it was it wasn't as much about specializing as just more well, how do you want to play the game, yeah. right? And if you like to get up close, well, then you probably play a Titan because you'll do a little better that way. But, again, yeah, you could take the Hunter and get up close and do fine. And yeah, you which could do that. I guess it's nice because then you can do whatever you want, but mm. I, I kind of also would have liked a little bit more of a specialization with it. But who knows, as you level yeah. up more, yes, you could see that. The one thing was also there was a su- there was another subclass because each mm-hmm. each class had yeah, two subclasses. You unlock. But you could only do one of them in the beta. So, I mean, I kind of looked at the other subclasses for the characters 
and it was, you know, very different kind of abilities. Like, I know for the Titan, like, the one that you had did the big fist slam. But then in the other subclass, you got a shield you could drop that, like, blocked bullets. Um, so, obviously, a very different kind of play style. One more offensive, one more defensive. So, that will be interesting, too, when you start to see people who pick the yeah. different subclasses. And I think if I looked at that, it looks like that unlocked at, like, 15? 14 or 15. Like 15 something something. Like that. I knew we couldn't get to it, so... Yeah. So Which that's... that is something I'm curious about. So, like, when you unlock that so much later in the game, then you have to work to... It's almost like kind of starting over, because... Or, well, or all is your level going to transfer over that, and you're going to be able to pick like a bunch of abilities right those off? Points yeah, yeah or do you, Well, the other question I have is, do you then have to pick one to be what you move forward with? Do you pick one to be your class, or does things just going to... Are you going to gain levels in both, or do you have to level them separately? I think separately? you have to pick one. I think your subclass is what you are. Like, I don't yeah. think you... Because you can only have one super, like, power or supercharged ability. But I wonder if you time. could switch back and forth. You could say, oh, I'm... Oh. I'm uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. at the Citadel or something, they might let you say, oh, I'm going to go out as this class today, and I'm going to go play this way. They or might. if you have to kind of... I don't know. We'll see. It's interesting. But if, you might not be gaining points for both. That's you what might I wonder. Only gain How points you... for the one you have, like, equipped. Yeah. But, and then, so. so is there a limitation? Like, oh, you only have this many points. You know, spend them wisely kind of a thing. Yeah. Although, I didn't really choose anything to put in, did I? Didn't everything get allocated automatically? No, you, you picked what came up. But it was I didn't like, feel like I had options, though. I but you like didn't everyone... have options. It went, like, one at a time. But yeah. eventually, like, you unlocked, like, an extra grenade, so you could have you had, like, two or three different grenades. Once you get fully unlocked, you'll have two or three grenades to choose from. Yeah. Each one does something a little different. But I feel like I never got to be like, okay, now do you want to do this or this? It was right. just unlocking new abilities, oh, no, but it yeah. wasn't like a skill tree. No, 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 it's it was... not like a skill tree. The only thing is, once you unlock all the abilities, there are certain you ones that customize. negate each other. Yeah, yeah, you can only pick one. There's also one, like, for your, your, like, you know, you have your three basic stats, which what were, like, armor, uh, no, I can't think of them. I don't remember. It was, like, armor, agility, I think, which was about your speed moving around the battlefield, and then there was an, another one that I think had to do with, like, your, your powers, like how fast they recharge or something like that. So there were different abilities you can unlock that increased those ones, which the Titan had a lot that boosted up the armor and stuff. So that's why I'm wondering if later on in the game the Titan gets a lot more armor boosts, so then yeah. they start taking over as the tank, yeah. and then while Just the Warlock maybe gets fun. more stuff where they can you know charge up their abilities faster, so he can start throwing down all of his quote-unquote spells. Yeah, I think they're going to have area of effects yeah. and things like that a lot more. And I think the Hunter was built more for the agility, where they're, they're moving be, around the battlefield and, and really be a quick. DPS. So I'm wondering, as you level up, if yeah. your your different classes kind of start to separate more and more. I bet. So That would be cool. No, and it would be nice, and it would definitely, you know, lend some different play styles to each one, and it'll give them different strengths and weaknesses, so. But I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, the storyline is, like most MMOs, is a little kind of, eh, to follow. Like, they did a lot of stuff where they would, like, Peter Dinklage is the guy who does the, um, the voice for your little ghost. Yeah. Your Cortana, basically, for this. <laughs> um... And he does a lot of explaining. He kind of is kind of like what Cortana did, is like told the story like as they're talking to you. But he did a lot of times, I feel like, right in the middle of when you're either fighting or you just got done and you're looking for loot. So you weren't really paying attention. So the storyline was a little... Yeah, I, I honestly didn't pay attention. I was like, I'll get the story when yeah, I play and I the think, real game. I think a lot of like <laughs> relatively important stuff was left out because yeah. I know all of those... All the major vendors and characters that you interact with in the tower... Um, you know, back at camp, are all, like, named characters that show up in, like, the wiki and stuff, fighting in Russia. Like, I'm just walking up on, you know... Well, they kind of explained that at the beginning a yeah. little bit yeah. in the cutscene. But, like, you know, the the main, you know, leader, I guess, who's Bill Nighy does his voice, which I thought was kind of cool. That was fantastic. Um, 
you know, he kind of did a lot of storyline stuff as well. But, I mean, also in the end, I kind of looked at it as like, well, this is an MMO, and most people don't pay attention to the story okay, but in MMOs. it's not really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to an extent. It felt a lot it's like not... an MMO, but it was definitely, it's, it's kind of its own thing. To me, it kind of reminded me of, like, with the Old Republic. It's, you can play it as an MMO, or you can play it as a single yeah. That was cool. I like that, that, you know, you have your choice. Even though... I played a couple of things just by myself, and as you got high, those it got hard. hard. It got hard to do by yourself, especially just because you know if you go down, fight at a certain point because it just these, felt like we were mowing down everybody. Well, because you, you had your one point, your basic enemies that had you know just basic red life bars. Then you had like these super enemies that had the yellow like armored armor, life bars, which could replenish itself. Yeah, too. which almost kind of reminds me of Mass Effect in a way. And then you also had other, mm-hmm. even higher level like boss enemies that just had this ridiculous stuff that just you're just pinking away at it. Um... But I did. I thought it was funny. the The big tank I thought was really interesting. How you kind of had to wear away at its weak spots, and then it would like go down, and this little door would open, and then you have to run in and hit that really hard to get some really big hits. Like there was a lot of strategy to it, like kind of yeah. baiting it to shoot one way, which was you know. But then that you had to pull apart to bait them right and get away yeah. from each other, which was tough because then, then it went down, and then you also have trying all to these run across the battlefield battle to revive <laughs> someone. You're just like, oh god. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I did really like it. I, I'd be interested to see if the, the storyline is a little bit more fleshed out oh, in, sure. in the full one. Um, of course, it looked great. You know, even though you could tell that it wasn't up to par of what it was going to be, it still yeah. looked pretty great. It looked just real for good beta, on PS3. So, uh, you know, I'm really curious to see you know how it comes out. But I, I'm 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 really excited. I'm pumped. I can't wait to get a hold of it. Um, it was really easy joining up with with friends, and then even the the multiplayer I liked, which we proved is not easy necessarily to play games together. Right, I think oh, it was especially on thing, PS3. But, uh, exactly. Yeah, PS3 it only took is us a couple months to work out Diablo issues, three yeah. multiplayer. Yeah. So yeah, it was really good. I I agree. I had a lot of fun with it. I I, I think it's going to be. It I I wasn't actually expecting it to be as MMO. It hadn't been sold to me that way, but it definitely feels a lot that way. Um, what did you guys think about those just kind of like sudden community events? Because I played through a few public of them where, event. yeah, pu- thank you, public events where I just was kind of there and it like it happened. And I was like, I'd be like, oh great, and I just run over and there was almost there was always people there to just kind of do this little thing with. And well, I, I mean, it, it announces cool. it pretty well to the whole world. Yeah, but everyone There's could a, just run off, like, yeah. but everyone's just like went and did it. And, well, because you get some really cool stuff from it and you get points. That's the only way you can get them. See, some I of mean, those I played other armors and stuff yeah, eventually. Right? I played other MMOs that had that, like Rift had that kind of stuff. Defiance mm-hmm. had those little world events. And in all those games, yeah, it was almost never you ran to one where you were kind of by yourself, unless the server was just empty. Yeah. But if it was like a good night, usually you could get five, ten, twenty people, depending yeah. on where you're at and what it is, you know, jumping in. So I don't think that will ever be an issue. I know one time I played, it was just me and like two other guys, but that was because I think it was early in the morning. So yeah, I had probably to fight the, the spider tank by myself all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, nobody else is here. This will be fun. That took a while. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I like that idea because I, I think you're right, Jared. I think it is like kind of right in the middle of like single player and cooperative multiplayer, which we are a more fan of than co- competitive multiplayer. Right. And um, the the thing that got me about those that frustrated me, and I think it's just from being trained by other games, is any time when you're playing a game where loot drops of any sort, if I spend ten minutes fighting a large enemy and they die. There better be this large, crazy explosion of stuff for me. Or and at least those guys one really usually nice didn't drop thing. anything. Sometimes mm-hmm. they dropped a thing or two. Um, yeah. Well, you got like uh, points though that you could use. to You buy did, and that, I guess that's those where are, you end up shared, that which out. that's one of the nice things. Whenever I played MMOs, whenever it came to loot, there's always this weird etiquette about. 
how, who was going to get what, and, like, weird things there where the game would just let you take it like a jerk, you know, and, like, ah, well, like, I hated that Need or green Need or green, which actually confused me at first. I'm like, wait, which do I do to share? Because those both sound <laughs> bad. Like, if I need it, do I take it? But greed sounds more like I take it. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I, 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 I see what you're saying. You want that big payoff, but, like, I kind of like the just everyone gets something version of it. So there's no, like, some random dude comes in and is like, hey, hey, and takes everything and just, like, well, and that runs was, that off that was even another thing. I remember it's the exact same thing we had to do with Diablo, where, you know, you, Mike and I kind of sit in a room, and I'm like, okay, I found a chest. All right, well, you go open it. Do you see it? No, I don't see it. Okay, well, okay. And so we had to figure out the system of, like, I am seeing items that you're not seeing. Well, yeah, and or, that was kind know, of the cool thing. And is I like that, because we yeah, weren't having a computer. If an item or money or whatever drops, like, it was on my screen and my screen only. Like nobody could pick up my stuff. Yeah, like, everybody yeah. got their own you stuff. Their that yeah. only you could right see. They they sold that right away, which was really. Cool. I remember they do, yeah. that they showed in the one of the early showings of this. Like they fought a boss and they're all like, "Oh, what'd you get?" Because they all got something that made sense more for their player. I don't know if that was spec to happen just for them, but like sure. they all kind of got their own thing. And I think I that love was that. For them I hate fighting about loot. I hate yeah, it. I get I just, a lot of stuff that's not. Yeah, for my I, no game should ever have it where you don't just get your own version of the loot from now on. There's no reason to do that. That's this is so much better. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I like that. But I like the idea of these these kind of spontaneous events because that was fun for me. I'd be going along and I'd be running to do some kind of you know kind of like oh get to these five points and then like in the middle I'm like yeah sure I'll go do this thing cool and I'm like broke it up and like yeah it kept gives me busy you something to do on the while you're traveling yeah it was really cool yeah. and I like those speeder bikes. Yeah. That, you know, I thought when I first started playing with those, what are the sparrows or whatever? Yeah. Like oh, I was like speeder bikes. okay whatever. They're but then balance. once yeah. I kind of got down, like, the control, like, I got so much fun when you upgraded, like, the double or the triple jump, like, just jumping into, like, a cavern and pulling out the bike, like, mid-fall and just speeding out, like, that was awesome, like, I really <laughs> enjoyed that, because I was using it sparingly, but then it got to a certain point where I was like, no, it, you know, the way the beta was set up was you, you kind of went through this, like, six-chapter storyline, which I think did a pretty good job of kind of introducing you to the world, yeah. you really were only playing on Earth, and there should be multiple planets once the game comes out, but... Then once all that was done, you were kind of forced to just go back and replay this one level. It was the fourth level, whatever it was called. Um, and that's where you could, it was just randomly spawning missions for you. Right. You just continue to upgrade and stuff. And they also had bounties where you could kill this many And run enemies. around right. so much to do that, I was like, okay, that now it makes sense to cover the map this way. Um, and they never, that was the nice thing is the bounties kind of took the place of the, uh, Kill this many of this, you know, whatever, you know, like most MMOs. Well, it's not a quest, you just do it right, incidentally. It felt like, and that's the nice thing, is they still had that technically, because it's an MMO kind of thing, but mm-hmm. it was like a side little, like I loved how none of the missions were, go collect ten, you know, little plants or whatever. You know? And right. I felt like that unlocked pretty well, because I remember in Borderlands, like I would go back and look at my badass points a lot, and kind of see like, well, what am I close to? Like, what am I? And this, I never really looked at that stuff, but every now and again, like I'd just get this thing, I'd be like, Pop what? It'd go back to the tower and be like, oh! Sweet, and then that usually produced like fairly good gear. Oh yeah, yeah. a lot of stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah I really, that was really really fun. good rate of of reward in this, you know. Which mm-hmm. I, that's that's especially early in a game, you really want to get that right because yeah. you know it's going to slow down. So yeah, and so, even you know, really good. even the competitive. Like I know we are are very much more of a co- cooperative multiplayer. You know, uh, you know, we tend to favor that. But even I kind of enjoyed the competitive. Yeah, let's talk about the Crucible. Although I the kind crucible. of my one thing with the Crucible and the competitive is I'm kind of worried that the reason why we liked it because you know we actually did okay, everyone was capped because no also nobody knew how to play it really. You <laughs> yeah. didn't have the people that have sat there playing Since it for hours and hours and know all the ins and outs and right. secrets of everything. They only had ten hours of gameplay like you yeah. did. 
at the time. So, yeah. but I still really, I, I liked it. I, you know, I actually did pretty well. I think a lot of it is also the abilities and stuff because it's not just about your shooting. You know, like a lot of it can be with what your character has, what abilities mm-hmm. you have, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I liked it. What did, what did you guys? Yeah, I mean, and that was, you know, it's, it, that I don't ever play, like, com- I very rarely play competitive games, and I even more rarely would play a competitive shooter, but, um, I think the last one was, like, the Bioshock 2 multiplayer or something, which was wretched. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was a lot of fun. It was funny because there was an event, uh, during the beta that was called the Iron Banner, which I kept hearing references to, and I'm like, I don't really understand what this is, but basically, that was, like, a no-holds-barred, no ability, no level caps. Like, you're going in with everyone, and they've got their whole arsenal. And that yeah. one was definitely, like, I felt a noticeable difference because that was the first version of the Crucible that I played. And I just assumed, like, okay, I suck at these games, so that's why I'm getting killed. But I'm having fun, and I'm getting enough kills that I'm like, oh, okay, like, learning. Like, the first time I saw somebody run and slide past me, I was like, you could slide? And I was like, that's yeah. cool. And so, like, that's a little tactical thing you can do. And then I went and, you know, played the, whatever the regular level was, where I'm like, oh, okay, it's all kind of more balanced. Like, you're well, all relatively the same level. Like, easy, nobody has yeah. crazy high-powered weapons. And, I was, and then that was even more fun, because I'm like, okay, we're all kind of... Because I was not consistently the worst player on every team. Like, there would pretty regularly be people who knew even less than I did about yeah. what was going on. So. Well, that was the interesting thing, is with the Crucible, when you did the basic one, they... It was your attack and your defense or whatever was evened out. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't matter what level you were. Like you could be level one or level eight, and you had the exact same attack and defense because it just kind of there was like a handicap. Right. It was the Iron Banner where if you went there as a level one against a level eight, you you were gonna get you yeah, know, probably killed no pretty yeah. easily. Um. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Then it was also interesting for them to have this other one where it's like this is just you know for all the people who have hit like the level cap and have worked on all this cool gear. This is for them to be able to be like, you know, actually get to use that and to their advantage. So I thought it was cool that they have both of those offered. Um, yeah. And there was really only the one map that you got to play in, which was Venus, until during the Iron Banner, though, you got to play on the moon. Was that the, when they unlocked the, the moon? moon. Yeah. yeah. Which so, had vehicles, which was interesting. Yeah, so that was Turrets. that was really cool to see the uh, map that was obviously played very differently. Mm-hmm. Um but I liked it, so we'll see, you know, if yeah. it continues to be that way. It's, well, I expect it's, more from it, too. I yeah. think we'll see different stuff. But I also worry, because I saw some of the, like, top-tier rewards, you know, were from playing the arena stuff. So I'm worried that's going to be one of these things where you're like, I want to play the arena, and you go in there, and, like, these, like, people decked out in the absolute best stuff, you know, because they played so much, or the ones playing it. But then you just play the just, one that's balanced, and then all is that, that stuff stay matter. around, though? I think it's oh, yeah. just to play and learn. Be I think that, that just was, like, hey, check it out. I think that was how the Crucible always is going to be, but then they're going to have these special ones, like the Iron Banner, where you can go, and yeah. that's for all of, like, the people that are hardcore. Yeah, well, I wonder if you won't get the, the, the kind of things to get those highest tier... Armor and weapons and stuff, unless you play in the hard. I mean, if you look at, but I think they're going to make it that way because there has to be a reason to play the Iron Banner, and I I think that's fine. I'm totally fine with not having the most awesome decked out outfit out there. I'm fine without that. No. When I get to level caps and like MMOs, I'm not one of those people who feels like, oh, now I have to go out and get this most epic glowing armor that everyone will envy me. You look so cool. Yeah, well, I'm fine with just the basic epic armor, you know. You you know what was really weird about that too was the fact that like even if you didn't do that well personally, or even if your team didn't end up winning. Like, there would still be random item unlocks at the Something. end of the match. Yeah, I would sit and wait, and if you saw that little an spinning item. square, I'd be like, whoa! And if it was, like, legendary or whatever, I got several, like, purple drops of stuff I couldn't use, obviously. But, like, I think I got my second ship that way, just, like, randomly dropped. And it was, like, 
Yeah. Oh, again, cosmetic item that doesn't do anything as far as I can tell, but... Well, and I yeah. would assume, being yeah. that it is Bungie, because this the multiplayer was team-based, and it was basically like a king of the hill. You had three territories yeah. you had to capture control. and control. <laughs> so, my thought on, being that it's Bungie, they probably will eventually have just an all-out... Deathmatch. Deathmatch version. Free-for-all team um, deathmatch. Yeah. They probably will have some capture the flag, because that was really popular with yeah. Halo, so I would assume, hopefully... I yeah. Mean, so, I mean, that's, I like the objective-based ones, cause then even though I can't kill anybody, I can at least do that stuff usually pretty well. Like, I can mm-hmm. defend a hill or something like that, fine. Um, or capture them, you know, I can sneak around or steal a flag. So it'll be interesting to see if they do, cause even when you went to the Crucible, there was like six or seven spaces yes, for where things, and only one or two of them was filled, depending on if the Iron Banner yeah, was going. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what those other spaces are gonna be. Um, and what all the other maps will look like, cause that was, the two maps they had were very, very different. One was kind of just obviously built for just people to run around, and the other one had, like, you know, vehicles and turrets. Well, you remember that one time, too, we got dropped into a random third map that we had never seen before, and it was, like, a oh, ruined building, yeah. and no one knew how to play oh, it. Oh, I do remember that one. It was so one. weird, because all of a sudden, uh, and, yeah, no one knew where to go, and there were all these little tunnels and choke points where just, like, you were getting murdered left and right. Yeah, like, no that one knew how really, to get around the map. That was, like, that was a so special weird. thing I think they did for, like, one night. Yeah, I do remember really that one. Strange. Yeah, that was So, cool. uh, yeah, there's probably going to be some variety there, but... I never felt so defeated by it that I didn't want to just keep playing, which is no, great. No, I still enjoyed it. It's like giving you a good reward. That's yeah. the thing. It's like if you get something out of it, even if you if you don't have to be the best to get anything, then great. Or if you don't have to grind for 20 hours getting whoops, you can be like, oh, good, I got this one really good gun finally. You know? Like, well, that's great. They're giving you a reason to stick yeah. around. And, and, I think fun. It, and you said it's fun, right? Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. You're having fun playing it, even if you're not winning. Wow, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, one, I think I did well enough in it to enjoy it. And there were also some really cool experiences. Like, I remember one time running into one of the little territories and using my big slam fist ability and just took out, like, half the their team. team. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I had a like, really I'm good. good score for that one. But that that kept me going. That kept me wanting to play just for that little experience. Just to do that so. exact same thing Because those hopefully. abilities can really balance things <laughs> yeah. out, yeah. you know. And also the cool thing, like, when you use those abilities, everybody you kill with it, it drops like an orb. And if your teammates pick those up, it refills their super. It refills their super ability, so then they can use it, and then they drop orbs. So if you work together, you can sit there and just keep using uh, your super abilities, which I thought was a really cool co-op way of of doing that. Yeah, pretty awesome. So, um, you know, one thing though that I want—I think we talked about this—that I want to. Yeah, and I want to talk about once desires. Okay, so because we've got time still, so some of the stuff we might get. Yeah. So in the load, you the load screens. There's a there's a fair number. They're not too bad, but you just kind of. You just kind of watch your ship flying around. And I just want to be able to fly my ship around a bit. Like, moving around the screen a little bit, just for fun. It's the tiniest little thing, but it would give me something to do during those load screens. Yeah. Which, which, for, this is a huge game, so I'm, I'm okay with that, you know? Even load screens have gotten pretty, pretty few and far between now. I'm okay with it because of the scope of this game, but. And this is the beta, so who knows? They might fix that up for the final. Uh, maybe, maybe. But, uh, that's true. But, uh, yeah, let me, let me fly my ship around. I want that. Yeah, because it's very, that's very, it reminds me so much of Mass Effect. Like, you have the little scenes where you're flying. Even, they even have, like, the, you know, like, light speed tunnel thing that yeah, that's true. makes they're me like, go, like, I wonder if they see the Normandy yeah. coming, like, right up next to him. Like, oh, hey, what's up, Such yeah, oh, DLC. Uh, I'm, I'm dead. Totally I'm dead. Leave me a dunk. I'm actually dead. <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler. Mm. For Mass Effect 3. <laughs> Watch the Mass Effect Honest Trailers video on YouTube. Oh, yeah, we just watched it. It's hilarious. Um, okay, so my request, I remember, I actually, re- there was a, I saw a link on, I don't know, 
Kotaku or some site, and they're like, beta's over, we all had fun, everybody pretty much unanimously agrees it was great, but what do we want changed? And I know one of the things that um, a lot of people were asking for was some kind of a functional map. There was really no map in the game. Oh, um, yes. I, yeah, th- there was something points, about but yeah, no real map. The yeah, things that were controlled with the twice. select button were felt cumbersome to you me. Like, like, I wish I, wish I could like, yeah. whip out the ride faster. Like, I wish yeah. I could summon the sparrow faster. Just without, um, like, a button press? Like it, a, yeah, basically. And, you know, and even just to, you know... Yeah, basically, bringing out your ghost was like pinging sonar, right? And it would show you... Kind of where, but when you do that, you mission, put everything else away. Though it's like you know, yeah. you can't do it exactly. in the of combat because you put your gun away. And yeah. then I, and even then, like I felt, even if I have a primary objective and it's showing me other objectives, like they would only stay on the screen for a couple seconds. So then I'd be well, going in a general you put the ghost away. Yeah, yeah. I'd just kind of go in a general direction and then, and then like have to pull keep it back pulling out. it up to go where am I going? Because the maps got pretty convoluted, yeah. and a lot of what happened was down inside structures. So you'd have to be like, you kind of see generally here, and you're like, wait, there's nothing there. There's no map to orient uh, me in three dimensions or anything. Maybe, yeah. yeah, and so, I mean, I didn't get frustrated a lot with that, but I think a map would be nice of some sort. I don't a know if it's map. a mini-map that's up in the corner yeah, somewhere that or something. that would be bad. Um, that showed me where my teammates are. I mean, that Just at least gave you an, a layout of the land, you know? Yeah, Even if it didn't show one. you how to Or maybe just it, what's like... close to you, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that if you're near something, it'll be a little, like, even if it's just like, yeah. It doesn't have to be the whole map, but just like that space near you. So then, right. when you're near objectives and stuff, you don't have to pull. Yeah, because that was a little cumbersome. I think that would be cool. pull out the ghost all the time. The other thing that it made me appreciate, which I remember thinking was like a stupid feature that I didn't really care that much about in Mass Effect Three, was the shooting range on the Citadel or in his apartment, yes. or wherever that was. I would have loved for there to be a shooting range in the tower because you can try out a gun without. Because so many of the weapons yeah. that I got, I would either buy or unencrypt at the tower, and then I'd have to go back into orbit and go to a mission to see what these weapons look like, or how they they worked, because you did have a limited number of weapon slots, and and if you played the game as long as we did, even that limited amount of time, I mean, you fill up that 12 slots pretty fast, and then, you know, some of them are obviously garbage, and you're not going to play with them, but, I mean, sometimes, we know this from playing some of these other games, it's not necessarily just seeing, like, the numbers and the bars, like, some guns just feel better, even though they're not the strongest or yeah, the fastest right. reload. Um, so I didn't like that you had to kind of do some running back and forth to do that. I kind of liked... I'd heard people say negative things about the encrypting, unencrypting thing. I thought it was kind of fun, because it was just like a, thing. It was another blind box. Yeah, That's yeah. what I thought. It's another random, oh, what am I going to get? And to sometimes it was tower, junk. Yeah. But it sometimes was usually it was, junk, but it didn't matter. Yeah, sometimes but... it was stuff that was really awesome. <laughs> so well, th- those are the two things and that, that was also, stuck out to me. I, oh, what did you guys feel about the fact that you never had to sell anything? You dismant- like, Oh, I like that. You dismantled- I thought it was great, because you never had to go back to the tower to sell all this junk you picked up. If you had something, like my inventory stayed empty pretty much the entire yep. time because you just dismantle it and you get cash. Yeah. So well, that, and that was great. that was how I felt about like I remember just constantly breaking stuff down into metagel in, in the first Mass Effect game. And yeah. I liked it. I thought that was genius. I was like, great, I don't have to worry about who am I going to sell this to? Am I going to hit an item encumbrance? Do I have a weight limit? Am I not going to be able... Uh, but yeah, so I, I thought that was great. I mean, it's these little hooks. It's like, it's great when developers can make these small incremental steps forward. Like, mm-hmm. yes, we have learned things from other games that have come since, so let's integrate all those things into oh, yeah. games going forward. So, so um, I thought that was great. I guess my only thing that I would ask for would be probably, like, a little bit more of a fleshed-out storyline, just something that I can actually follow, because as much as I love the game, and I'll probably still play it, I mean, just like any other, you know, multiplayer, whether it's an MMO or just a basic one, like, you still have fun just playing with everybody. 
but I also wouldn't mind if there was a time where I was playing by myself where I could get a little bit more engrossed into the story and kind of understand what's going on in this world. There's so many games out there, you know, that create these amazing stories based in these universes, you mm -hmm. know, and this one could totally do it as well because it's obviously got a very interesting idea behind it. I mean, just from the look of it. So it'd be really cool to see kind of like, why is it that they are the way they are and, yeah, and what's going to happen? I think and they did an interview with one of the Bungie developers who said that the beta content represents, was either 10 or 20% of the final game. Like that, the game, like take everything we had available and multiply it by a certain number and that's everything that's going to be in the game. So that seems limiting to me. It doesn't seem yeah. like a lot because really you could have gone through those six levels in just a couple hours, if you had just been powering through, but oh, I mean, we I were do it we were playing evening, Crucible yeah. and playing with each other, so we did a lot of jumping down. So I'm like, that seems weird. But then, yeah, and, and the I, the very first memory I have of hearing about this game, where I really didn't know what it was and really didn't care about it because I didn't really care about Bungie that much, was them saying like, we have this ten year plan for this title. Mm -hmm. Like you're sharing this world where it's gonna, you know, everybody's gonna have you know an effect on it, and those effects will last. So, 10 years worth of content for, I mean, there are very few games who have done that, and they're all MMOs, basically. I mean... Or Diablo 2. Or Clapped. Or, or, well, yeah, exactly. But, um, so there's <laughs> gotta be some kind of a hook, and I don't know if that's expansions, or just a yeah. really, really robust level raid system. Yeah. Level they're gonna have to. There has to be level cap low. increases. There's no Unless it, I mean, because we leveled up to 8 really fast, so unless well, I that wonder, leveling... Though, Slows down all Did our progress well, go faster than it will in the I wonder. I wonder if they let you level fast in the beta. I wonder if you won't level no. quite that fast, too. Maybe. I'm Probably. sure it'll slow, but I wonder if they just wanted to get you, let you play a lot and get a taste of more powerful characters. Maybe. I wonder if there was experience multipliers or something in this beta. I don't know. We'll find out. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, they gotta up that past 20, though. I mean, I can't assume if in a few days you got to 8, that would mean in a couple well, they, weeks they, you they easily get to 20. At I that think rate. they've even hinted. I think a lot of people have kind of said it, it, they refer to it as the level cap is 20-ish. Because there's lots of things you can do. Like, there's higher level equipment than 20. Like, you yeah. can find equipment. Apparently, people found equipment that was level like 24, 29, or something like that. And apparently, you can still level up things, kind of hit the level cap. So it's kind of we'll weird. Uh, yeah. They'll still up that level cap. It wasn't hashed so. out completely, but it was obvious that I think you're going to be able to, there's going to be, Added stuff past 20. Yeah. I th and th one other thing that was weird to me was every character class had this, like, special character class item. And um, I, I don't know if they're going to change this, but for the beta, all it did was it made you look a little different. Like, I played the Warlock, and it was just this thing I that went on your arm. I think it's just a cosmetic. And I think it's just something to show off your character. I want that to not be cosmetic. That's weird to me. Like, that should do... S I got one that was, like, a purple, and I was like, yeah, I yeah, like I a purple. Like a, a, and I'm like, it looks a the rare cloak. same. <laughs> Who cares? So I'm hoping that those will actually be customizations that are specific to those characters to make them work more the way they should. Yeah. That they can be cool looking, but that that'll actually be a slot that means something. Otherwise, it's a wasted slot to me. And, I, and I'm hoping that that will be something eventually, yeah. that maybe it's just an item they haven't figured out how they want to use or didn't want to integrate yet. But, um, yeah, I want that to be something. I, I, I literally had a hard time figuring out what it was on my character. I had to take it off and put it on, like staring at different parts of my character. Like, oh, oh, there it is on his arm. Oh, okay. It looks just like the, the basic one I just had on. But it's a different color. Slightly. See, that's, I didn't mind it so much, but that's also with the Titan, it's kind of more of this big, long, like headdress looking kind of thing that hangs off your belt. Like it's when you change it, you you notice it right away. It really kind of changes. So I thought it was kind of cool looking. Armband. Yeah, I mean, maybe <laughs> the they warlock. just need to change it to the arm. Uh, the no, I still wanted to make, to make those so characters weird. make it a way you can specialize your character. 
There's there's no reason for it to just be cosmetic. That's yeah. Let let the high level ones be awesome looking, just like every other piece of armor and weapon in an MMO. In a, in a if you get the highest level stuff, you're not only you're powerful, you look cool. And make it be that. Well, and it's fun to like strike the balance of that because I remember the last like major purchase I made in the game was like an upgraded emblem, which I realized did nothing. But I like it took me like till like the last day of the beta to even find like the woman Where? who sells the emblems. Yeah. So I was like, oh, and then I had nowhere near enough money, right. so I just went and ran through the game, and I was like, oh, this doesn't. But my mine's pink, and everyone else's is green. <laughs> so it's just like that's a dumb thing about like yeah. exactly. And, and remember too that even within the confines of the beta. Like, there was enough that we saw that we know either wasn't explained or we didn't have access to. So it's like, like you said, like that slightly higher level gear. There was, you know, the fact that we had the secondary character class that we couldn't access because the level cap didn't go high enough. And then there were all the other weird upgradable stuff. Like, we know that we'll be able to get other ghosts. We don't know, yes. or if it's an upgrade to your ghost, or a different ghost, or if it just looks. Different. You were finding dead yeah. ghosts all over the world and reviving right. them. That we know that you can upgrade or change your ship. Which I got a new ship that was legendary. It looked like a flying box. It was ridiculous, but again, didn't do anything. It's just something different for you to look in and right. cutscenes. Cosmetic. I mean, the this is all right. The but second... this is an MMO. There's going to be lots of just stuff that's going to be cosmetic. Maybe because that's the whole thing is, yeah. is everybody wants to have the cool, unique ship, or, or maybe something with ships will get more integrated <laughs> in the long run, and they're just anticipating. And that. there, and then there was also an entire what we have to assume is crafting system for the game. That we had absolutely no oh, yeah. right. you guys items you could We pick collected up. a bunch of weird stuff. Yeah. Like spindle metal or. Which I kept picking it up thinking like, oh, well, I'll I be saw able to use this in the game. Turn that, there's a guy you could turn those into and he'd give you like a, a another item for oh, it. So like if you got I enough spindle metal, you give it to this guy and he gave you like this piece of alloy or something. Which is another Which thing is still just really crafting, but like, like, yeah, I think so. I that's, that's, so they gave you a little bit of that where you probably are picking up these basic items. For a long time, you use those to get better items that you probably then use to craft right. what are hopefully incredible items um, that are actually useful. But yeah, yeah, there's going to be some kind of crafting, and who knows how many kinds of crafting too? Maybe just maybe you know a lot of MMOs have a lot of different. You're like, oh, I you know I did alchemy, and oh, what'd you do? Oh, well, I did armor. Crafting. Yeah, well, and I I'm, think it's just going to be armor and guns are probably yeah. going to be the probably a little simpler with that. Yeah, because that's what I noticed. It's a little little simpler than. MMOs in ways that I can't... Maybe similar to that, but streamlined. They just tried to keep it as a shooter that had MMO... Elements. Yeah. Yeah. But I can see as, if you're going to give this thing a long lifespan, there are there are various hooks that are kind of available to you. Like, at some point, you could unlock, you know, the inside of your ship. So, oh, there's something else you could customize. Mm-hmm. And then, or get an apartment in the tower. Like, oh, I can play house. And that, because that stuff sounds silly. Hey, and they'll bring back PlayStation home. But it's another thing that, you know, would... <laughs> Keep you playing. I mean, and well, that's you know, Star Wars is adding that to the Old Republic. You can get a, an apartment now. Yeah, and and that stuff sounds silly, but I mean, and, and the other thing is, speaking of silly, like there was enough weird, silly stuff in that beta too. I remember the first time I was walking around the tower and I saw a soccer ball fly past me, and I was like, "What?" And I realized all these players were like running around kicking soccer balls, mm-hmm. and they just like, and then I found like a big beach ball at some point. And we had, like, two or three of us were working to, like, push it over the edge of the tower. So we're, like, cooperatively, like, going around. And so people were, like, slide tackling it. And, like, boom, the ball goes flying. And it's like, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, the fact that there's a dedicated dance button, which I guess right. you have to have in an MMO. But um, I sent you guys a video of a group of players playing Duck, Duck, Duck Goose. Duck, Goose, yeah. Which apparently became a thing that people were very excited about playing. So, I mean, there's ridiculous stuff, too. But, I mean, that's that's good. I like that. You know, you, you take yourself too seriously in a game like this, and you run the risk of it just seeming stupid. I mean, you—you you, very few people, I think, could do what Gearbox did with Borderlands and just say like, "We're gonna crank everything to 11 and just 
this is our very specific vision. Take it or leave it. And I think everybody took it and appreciated that they did that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's weird because we're talking about this as this game experience, knowing full well that this was a very carefully sliced out piece that they chose to hand us early to see if we could break the servers. I mean, did you guys run into any technical issues with it? I no. really don't think I ever did. No, but did. they started changing stuff right away. I got on to play that game the day it came out, and um, it took me a long time to download it, so I was way behind you guys. It was at, like, 1 a.m., and I was just, I never stayed that late, but I was too excited. And um, the, the first time I opened it up, there was already there was an update. Yeah. And there was a couple as we went along, so I, that, that was pleasing, too, to see already that, like, they found stuff, and they fixed stuff, and that's great, but um, you know, specifically those little things. I'm sure they fixed some tiny little glitches, but uh, yeah, I didn't have any problems. I didn't it never chugged. You know, it never it never glitched. I never got kicked um, or anything yeah, like that. So no, I didn't either. Yeah, their servers were were prepared for this. I think they yeah. were prepared. Bungie, that's not shocking. They've done multiplayer, a lot of people online, really well for a long time. This well, is something they well, and they also at. they need to do this well because they need to show people that they can do something well outside of Halo. Yeah, I think they had a lot to prove with this game because they kind of made it out like, oh, we can do more than Halo, and everybody's like, well, show it's us. Looking and, like they did. Yeah, it's looking really like everybody's gonna be glad that Bungie left Halo behind. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, just to free them up. That's what I think. I mean, you know, I'm thinking that that's what that did for them, and it looks like Epic's kind of doing the same kind of thing right yeah. there. They left a franchise, but it seems like it's freeing them. You know, what's that new franchise they have? Epic. Fortnite. Uh, Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah, which looks kind of. It looks like they, Mike. You gotta love this. It looks like they just like put all in on horde mode. Yeah, I don't know. So, I've, I've heard a lot of things coming out about it that it's yeah, not we'll going But anyway, it's ca- sometimes it's cool to see developers <laughs> leave behind a project in hands you think are good, at least to 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 get to do something new. So well, and cool that it's neat that this. I feel like it's the first game. Like, we have a lot of games on the horizon that are going to be doing interesting things with mainly cooperative multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Evolve and, you know, and this weird shared world multi-not multiplayer. So that's really cool because, I mean, personally, like, like, that's a part of gaming that I just have not had much interest at all in. And this is the kind of thing that's going to get me playing that kind of stuff, which is, I think, one of the things that's going to give this thing well, life, It's because right? it's easy for it to be cooperative in this. It's not sitting outside a dungeon waiting to get a tank and a healer because you're, that's not your class of sitting there for 30 minutes spamming, you know, anything online. I think that's one of the strengths they have of, of having the classes can do everything. It's like, no, 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 just, I think, like with Marvel Heroes, it's like, just get some people together. Yeah. They can do it. Yeah, yeah. Just get some people and you just, you just play. You don't got to worry about who's there. Just, you probably need a few people. You know, unless you're really strong, but just get some people, and people will probably be around. It was the same thing with the the versus multiplayer. Like they didn't, I don't think they matched you up by your classes. You got just just get some people. Everybody was, and that's that's smart, you know, because then it's just about having people to play with, not about being like, oh, okay. I mean, we all picked a different class, I think, just to try them out. But if we all wanted to be titans, that's not and play together. We're never going to be limited by that, and that's great. You're never going to be sitting with your friends going, you know, like when you guys picked your classes. I wasn't like. Oh man! I guess I gotta be. I guess I'll be the warlock. I was like, cool. I'll play the warlock. Style with that. Yeah. So, but like, we all could pick the warlock. And I mean, one of the things I thought was really funny too is that all of us got like weirdly, unjustifiably arrogant about our character class for a while. Like before (laughs) we realized they're all kind of the same. Like I was playing, I was like, oh, I got this cool thing, and Mike's like, no, not like the Titan. Titan's the best, dude. You have no idea. And I was like, what are you talking about? I love the warlock. And you're like, no, Hunter Rock. And like I was just like so funny for a while. We're like, no, these are clearly the awesome. Clearly the best. This have to be the best. Because we were just enjoying it so much, I think. Yeah. Pl- 
playing in the beta, but like, um, yeah, so I think that's, that's the kind of streamlining stuff they did with this that I think is going to make this really successful. It's going to make it easier to just be like, hey, look, there's three guys over there. Well, I can just go do this thing with those random three guys or my friends because it doesn't have to be a specific kind of group to go, okay, okay, you guys read? Okay, you guys, I mean, I mean, that's cool for people who want to do that, you know, but this is much more accessible. And there, there'd be these like weird, like wild west moments where I'd like end up in a corner of a map. And like every every now and again, you'd run you'd run around a corner, and you would like run into some stuff, and you'd be like, "Oh God!" And the, the, everybody's like level nine or higher, mm-hmm. and so you're like, "Well, I'm gonna fight through it anyway," because like, why not? It's a beta. What I care? Right, what matter? The penalty for death was basically non-existent. So like, I'm all right. Let's take this on. And you'd be stuck in the middle of a fight, and every now and again, like. I'd be in a place where you'd be taking on somebody and then you'd just see this, like, thing come flying from the side of the screen and they'd, like, get hit by a huge shockwave from another titan. And somebody would, like, run in to, like, pick up the item. they kind of look at you, wave, then jump on their speeder bike and disappear. Like, <laughs> who was that masked man? And it's like, that's awesome! Because then it's just, like, this fun little moment where, you had I wanted to, I can track that person down and befriend them or whatever and maybe play again with them in the future. But it was cool to just have those little moments where, you yeah. know, off in the distance you see somebody else fighting something, so you're like, hang on a second. Well, I Pull did, out a sniper I, rifle I did that, actually. Miles away and just, yeah, I saw this guy fighting this fight, and he was just struggling because he wasn't high enough. He was, like, level two fighting these, like, level six guys. And I was like, yeah, all right. And I kind of ran over and was like, blue, 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 blue. And I was like, <laughs> bye. And the guy, I just saw him, like, standing there. Like, I was just stunned the guy. And he was like, wow, I can't wait till I'm level six. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it was cool to even be on the other side of that, you know. Okay. And uh, so it was good. Yeah, they were, they you know, they, they talked a lot about, a lot of games talked about, like, blending single player and multiplayer. And we all kind of snickered behind our hands and, and behind our backs and was like, okay, that just means there's no single player. Right. But it, it did kind of, did it kind of feel that way to you? It, it fairly, it definitely was basically just multiplayer, but it did kind of feel that way to me. And I'm not still confident that, that everyone's going to do that well, but I think they're going to do it well. Yeah, because I, I spent vastly more time playing by myself than playing with other people, either mm-hmm. with strangers or with you guys. Which all and all of them were fun. Like I didn't feel like I was having any kind of a reduced experience. No, I multiplayer, single player. I had the most fun definitely with you guys. Oh yeah, and no that's doubt. good. That that's good that they push that. I, think, yeah. I also think it's like Borderlands. That's the way. Like you could play Borderlands by yourself, but it it's a whole lot more fun playing with yeah. other people. And but I still had fun by myself. It can be pretty rough playing by yourself too. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I felt like that a lot in terms of challenge. Yeah. Well, speaking of challenge, I think that what ultimately kind of frustrates me about this at the end of the day is the fact that this is a really big release that's being released across, well, if you count PC, across five systems. Mm-hmm. So now there's the problem of, who am I going to get? I made the comment multiple times that, that it, you know, if at some point this game will, will reduce in price to 30 or $40, this feels like, to me, at least I had so much fun in the beta, I would consider buying this on multiple systems so I could play with different people who I might not have the chance. Like, I talk to people who just have a 360, which we didn't play on that, and they're right. just like, well, you got to meet up with me tonight. I was like, I can't. Like, why don't they let you do that? I was like, a million financial reasons why they right, let you yeah, do that. Right, yeah, I'm sure. But, um, but I will say is, you know, I, I opened it up on my PS4 and the PS3, and the save game transferred. Like, I had all my characters with all their stuff on the PS4. That's cool. So well, That's I, good. If you had it on both of those, you can probably cool, go back and forth. Because I think it's they save it in the cloud. It's the same thing that Makes sense. Diablo 3 Diablo's is doing do with, uh, now with the Reaper. So if you mm-hmm. get it on, if you want to upgrade to PS4... To get the Reaper of Souls or whatever, yeah. then you, you can take all your save games and move it up to that without. Oh, that's pretty cool. Well, if you could do that, that's cool. At least, at least Xbox 360 to one or PS3 to PS4. That's yeah. pretty cool. 
I don't know if it. I, would I don't guess know it if it'll cross, cross platforms, yeah, I would guess not, but, but generations. I know it does. At least on Sony wise. Yeah, so. I'm sure not platforms. But I didn't try out the Xbox One, even though I had a code for it. But yeah, because I was too busy. Well, that's interesting because I could consider them. Because you know, here's here's. I mean, this will kind of lead us into our next thing. Mike got a PS4, and I hate him. And Chris is gonna get a PS4 soon, so I'll hate him soon. And I'm not gonna get one. And, um, yeah, but that would be interesting, because kind of my, my plan for this game is, even though I love it, to just kind of wait and wait buy it. it once I got a PS4. Hopefully I'll get it at the end of this year. Um, so I could play it with you guys. But if you could play it on, well, you'd have to have both versions of the game to play on. You'd have to, yeah. Though, I mean, you? you could trade in the PS3 and, Put yeah, it towards so, the PS4 version. But you guys have, will have to have both to play with me. Oh, yeah, you? yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. which you're not going to do so. Um, anyway, but that's, yeah. So we like It's you, but funny, no. but... No, no, please. <laughs> there'll, be a, there'll be a sale on Black Friday. We can get it for 30 bucks or something. Yeah, uh, well, then I'll I'll get it then. But, um, yeah, so it's sad for me, though, because I love this so much, and I'm kind of going to not buy it right well, away. Well, it's not cause... like we're going to play through it once and be like, oh, we're done with this. We're oh, it'll be easy. Again. You guys will totally just be like, oh, such new characters. And, or you'll just come in with your god characters and be like, <laughs> what level do you want to walk through, son? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Whatever level you want. Um, but yeah, so. Cool. But anyway, that kind of leads us in. So we all like it, and that's good. You guys we got like any final yes. things there? I think that's... No, no I, think, I think we talked. Healthy conversation. Um, but so yeah, so we did want to talk a little about that Mike did get a PS4, because yes. we want to get just... um. A little bit of your early impressions about the machine. I mean, um, is it living up kind of... I know you haven't gotten with it a lot, but is it living up to your expectations? And, so the, and the reason this you fits like in it? is because you found a very used gamery way exactly. to get access yes. to a new system. Because, you know, we are the used gamers, and I guess I can officially say that I'm technically not a used gamer anymore. Although I still kind of am, because, yeah. Um, they, you know, I, I was able to pick it up because Dell came out with this amazing sale where it was, uh, you got the PS4 uh, Infamous Second Son. Uh, which I'll talk about next episode. Uh, and you got three months of PS Plus, and which technically you get a month of PS Plus just buying the system as so well. You got so four you get months. four months. Nice. And uh, and you get a hundred dollar gift card to the Dell store. So for it was four fifty. So really amazing Great deal. deal. I really Great. wanted to play Infamous Second Son anyway, so I was like, eh. uh, so you know, um, I was able to to pull that off and and charge a lot for credit card. But anyway, uh, so I was able to get the PS4, and I have to say, I really like it. You know, I, I said that, you know, this generation was probably going to be the one that would cause me to switch from, because I've always been more of an Xbox than a P- PlayStation person. Um, but I said that this generation would be the one that caused me to switch it, and then this deal came out, and I was like, okay, well, it's official. Um, <laughs> so now I'm officially, a, you know, a PlayStation guy. Um, I'm really liking it. Uh, it's the, it just, the first thing that I really loved is the operating system is, is so, it works so much differently. It's so much better. Cause that was one thing I really did not like about the PS3. So the interface? Xbox. Yes. Good. I was going to ask you about that. I hate it's, the interface. Well, and it's that one that ever since like PSP, they just decided, let's go all in on this weird vertical horizontal yeah. line interface on everything we make. It's, it's similar to that, but it's done better. Good. Um, because Ugh. like you be in the middle of a game and you hit that PlayStation button, it immediately takes you to like the home screen. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of almost like using, like, a phone, where you leave an app, and then you go to your home screen, you can open up another app, and then immediately go back to that other app if you want to. Like, that's basically how it kind of works. Oh, cool. So, like, when you leave a game, that game is kind of still sitting there, like, paused. And and you can go and check out your friends, or, or do whatever, or go on the store, or something like that, and then immediately go back to that game. Um, so, you know, very much like, you know, like all the new systems have been advertising about how, it's, you know, it's this high processing power allows you to switch back and forth very easily. Um, the system does have a standby mode, so if you want to like leave your game up, put it in standby, and then be able to pop right back on, you can. Um, well, me being the fact that I don't want to leave the system on because I can't afford an energy bill like that, 
I tur- you also have a turn off thing that basically shuts off everything. It's you know like turning off your phone or whatever. Yeah, and I I'll just I'll just mention this because um, my dad work, has done computer software for a long time, and I was chatting with him about uh, these new systems the other day, and he you might people consider turning your machine off even by standby because he said one of the reasons that they were able to make these machines as cheap as they did is that apparently they're not very energy efficient. They didn't. And they said that like they're just massive scary. energy users. Yeah. So turn your system off, or else well, your energy bill is going to be like insane. Yeah. And they say like, oh, you can charge, you know, your controllers and stuff like that while it's in standby mode. Which that was one of the annoying things with the PlayStation Three. It had to be on the charging. Yeah, it was annoying. Yeah. Um, so with this one, you can do that, but still, I, I would just. I just sit closer to the TV and charge it that way. Yeah, right. Um, the controllers <laughs> I was a little disappointed with just because with the way they were advertised, they kind of made it out like it was going to be more like an Xbox controller, which I love. Had you not played with it before you bought it? No. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh. So, I didn't think it was more like it, but between it's that and the dual shot. But it's still very, it, it's, you can tell it's a PlayStation controller. Yeah. So it's not bad. I mean, it's doable. No, much better than the DualShock. It's though, right? definitely better than PlayStation Three, but not as good as Xbox. Still not as good, you think? No, oh, interesting. No, I still like the the Xbox controller. Because it's better. just chunkier still, or it just I just like the feel. It just, it just fits good. my hands better. Um, <laughs> the the touch screen's kind of interesting. Um, you know, I'll talk about it more in uh in Infamous because you do use the touch screen in that uh, in the game, which is kind of cool. Oh, cool. Um, there's actually a speaker in the controller. Um, so you actually get some sound effects through that, which is kind of interesting. It's um, just a speaker, or is it a microphone? It's, well, as far as I know, it's just a speaker. There is, you know, you can get, like, the camera that has a I didn't know if that's, like that. okay, that's just built into yeah. the eye. And then it's got the little light bar that is, like, a motion sensor to it, so you can use that in some of the games. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, it works really well. You know, it's, it's very similar. It's got the same vibration and everything like that. Uh, but I liked it. It works really quickly. It loads up really fast. Like, yeah. you turn it on, boom, it's, it's ready to go. Um, the games load up really, really quick. Um, it doesn't take that long, so, um, it, uh, somebody gonna answer that? No, I'm just <laughs> but uh, no, I, I've I've really been enjoying it. I'm looking forward to trying out some more games on it to see what they look like. You know, I'm really impressed with the graphics and, and everything with that. So you know, I'm looking forward to. I, I want you to download a game and just. Well, I downloaded the thief demo, so I still have to try that one out. Well, no, I want I don't I want you to download a game just so you can check that you can start playing it right away, like they said. Oh, that was yeah. I mean, did you get to do it? Do that with the well, demo? you know how like when uh, when I got like Infamous, you know how usually with uh, PlayStation games, you put the game in, you're all excited to play it, but you have to wait for it to download and install and all yeah. that stuff. Well, with this, it was like I was able to play it almost instantly okay. because Even it, when was it was downloading while you're playing. Okay, cool. It. So yeah, it does so. do that. It oh, does okay. do that. Well, yeah, I was exactly. really it hoping very well, and yeah, and mm-hmm. you can even download system updates while you're playing. You know? Oh yes, so it was great. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah, no, I was downloading like the thief demo and stuff like that. We're yeah, so yeah. impatient. Well, I mean, it, which is weird because they, I mean, that's one of the. It's like comical at this point how bad that is on the PS3. Yeah, when you really upgrade bad. to a PS Plus membership, all that happens in the background. Really? So, uh, every time I turn I on my system, the first screen that pops up is here's all the things we fixed. We patched your games. We patched your OS. We patched like everything, Ooh. and then you just go right in. I don't know why they don't make that just a standard feature for everybody, but that is one of the PS Plus benefits mm-hmm. for PS3. So it's standard on PS4. Right, because yeah. you have to have that. Yeah. So, but, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan so far. I'm really looking forward to what it's capable of, you know, and now they have the, the PS Now is out on beta for it, so I, I got to look at that a little bit, which seems kind of interesting, although with the price it is, I almost would feel it would be better just to go to Redbox to it's a, a lot of deal. games. So, the pricing yeah. structure is ridiculous. On Even though they lowered the pricing on it. 
for the, the two them. hour or four hour or something like that. You get it for like four hours, I think. And how but much even, is that? It's one ninety nine now with a lower price. Two bucks for four hours. But two bucks Versus is a whole two bucks day. Twenty four hours at a red, right. red box. Uh, now, uh, with that being said, though, there's probably a lot of games you can get through PS Now you won't ever find on a red box because it's a lot of old Fun downloadable stuff, yeah. and PS One and PS Two games stuff like that. But they don't have a very big selection right now. Yeah, and they so. and they refuse to talk about, and I've seen several interviews about this, they're trying to push them about, because that was supposed to be their answer to backwards compatibility, too. Right. Yeah. So they're like, well, yeah, look at all these PS3 games. They're like, yeah, but you also said PS1 and PS2. And they're like, well, you know, maybe at some point, no, 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 you said that this would be a part of, and they're being really weird and evasive about it. Because like you can, buy, you can download not tons of those games on the PlayStation yeah, maybe store, they so it's not like they don't have access not, to it. Uh, it's probably some weird rights or licensing thing, but... I mean, yeah, I don't know. So, uh, overall, I'm impressed with the system. I like it. Um, I definitely wouldn't have gotten it, though, without this amazing deal. So would I say that it's worth the, the $400 price tag? Um, I wouldn't say that it's not, but if you can afford it, um, because, you know, it's obviously a very, uh, well, it's well, a very cool machine, but. We're not gonna see a change in that price tag at a long oh, no, 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 time. Oh, no, no, no. No, and I'm not saying no, that. But I I'm just saying, if you can find these deals, though. Yeah. It might it seems like that's kind of where that's yeah, gonna go. I know bundles. you were taking them up on the, uh, the, the Destiny bundle that's coming out, which is a pretty good deal. Yeah, as I mean, well. the, the reason, and it's a similar reason. I mean, basically, I don't know how this didn't occur to me before, but since the Destiny console is being released on launch day, September 9th, then, um, and independently, I remember reading an article last year saying, you know, here's how you can get an Xbox One and a PS4 on launch day, and it doesn't cost you a thousand dollars. And their basic idea was pre-order them on Amazon, and then that whole period from when you pre-order to when it ships, you don't pay for anything on Amazon until it actually physically ships. You have to pick a payment option and stuff, but you don't pay anything until it ships. But what you can do in that gap time between order and shipment is you can apply gift cards to whittle down the balance mm-hmm. of that. So theoretically, I'm buying these little $50, $100, whatever gift cards and applying that towards the purchase. I've only bought one thus far, and I'm in less than a month away now, so it's going to get tight. But um, <laughs> but it's the same thing. I had to find a, a workaround yeah. that ends up, you know, quote-unquote making the system cheaper. Yeah. Um, and I get the glacier totally white one, which looks pretty right? cool. Yeah. But... um. But yeah, so which I really did. I, I did like the white one, but I, I like this. Deal. It's going to end up being a piece of furniture that sits in your thing. And you never look right. at it. So that's yeah, you know, it's it's silly that way. But. And it's definitely yeah. I mean, the look of the console it is kind of big and bulky. It's not as bad kind of as I originally thought it would be. Uh, although the way it's designed, it's kind of like a blade. Yeah, it's thing. it's got slants to it, so I really don't think it looks right when it's standing up. So I, I leave it laying <laughs> down. So it looks a little weird because of the diagonal lines on the front and the back. It, it, yeah, it's kind of a weird shape. Um, so I just kind of leave it laying on it like flat because it just looks weird standing up. <laughs> Other than that, I I, I really like this. Cool. All right. Here. Well, I still hate you, but I'm very excited for you and. <laughs> Yeah. You can come over and try us. Yeah, right. Good. There you go. <laughs> we only live like a million miles away from each other now. Um, okay. So, all right. So, moving on. So, the next, the the last thing up for tonight is that um, we've been talking about this for a long time. How we are gonna just kind of like make each other play games just to do it because we think they'll hate it. So just to torture each other. Yeah. So we did it. Yay! So here we go. So we're gonna talk about. It. So um, we'll we'll go over to to Chris here to start. So speaking of torture, we we okay. So really, for Chris, we're sitting there going. What kind of game? He loves every game. Like, well, this is he ridiculous. loves all the games that are made to punish you. Right. So like, it's he like, loves <laughs> these, like, he's just, I, like, I hear him talking about games, like, I saw a game the other day, it was called Rogue Legacy, and I saw it, I was like, ah, oh, Chris would love this. Oh, yeah, I have it on my PC. Yeah, it's I saw it, I was like, game. Chris would love this, and I was like, looking and going, and I realized it's because it looks punishing yeah, and hard. 
And I was like, what are we going to do this guy? So we made him play something that was like eating candy while drinking the most like sugary soda you can think of and eating Pop Rocks. And um, we made him play Eternal Sonata. Okay. So... Which was actually very highly rated. And, and also, me and Jared both played this together. And fell asleep well, repeatedly. And yeah, it's it's a very long... It's fun, but... Really JRPG. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and I struggled through this picturing you two playing this game. <laughs> I can kind of picture Jared playing it, because I know he has a long history well, he of like, turn-based RPGs. Oh, I remember. I, yeah, Jared I and I were working together the day he decided he wanted to go pick up a used copy of this game. I remember this very clearly. But um, <laughs> Eternal Sonata, for people who have not heard about it, um, was a lost classic of the PS3 and 360 era, which is uh, it's a turn-based kind of uh, RPG. It's a Namco Bandai RPG, which... Um, even within, you know, it, it's interesting to see, we t- we spent a lot of time talking about RPGs. Mm-hmm. A lot of time talking about RPGs. But they exist in many different flavors. So everything from Skyrim to Final Fantasy to Mass Effect to, you know, even Borderlands, you could say. Um, so, you know, this is hues pretty closely to the JRPG standard of crazy characters with insane outfits and crazy hair with ridiculous story. I'm waiting for characters with amnesia. Somebody has amnesia, right, at some point? I'm guessing? Probably. Uh, I, don't I think we ran into a character with amnesia. I had amnesia. That's, that's that, pretty that standard. So yeah. yeah. Pretty standard on a JRPG that someone has amnesia. And then they're, like, inevitably, like, the king of something or something really And there's important. some dude who looks like a girl. Or, yeah. And I'm guessing you one. probably fight God at the end or some weird thing. Oh, uh, we didn't on get the to moon. the end. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Somebody but, uh, with a big sword with a gun attached exactly. to it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, it, it's, it's interesting because. Simultaneous to all this stuff that we've been talking about, I have still been making an effort to try to play all the mainline Final Fantasy games this year. So, I've played at least five or six hours of every game. It's been way harder for me to fit in than I thought it would be, just because my interest level is so low compared to everything else that I'm playing. But, you know, that, that is about as stock standard, though, that and the Dragon Quest games as far as like, a, like straight on, like turn-based RPG, which is my least favorite System of character battle interaction of, of any flavor of RPG. Doesn't mean I hate it. Um, I still think Chrono Trigger is one of the best games ever made, and that was a very turn-based <laughs> RPG. But, um, but then, I mean, Final Fantasy, very straightforward, very turn-based, the active time battle kind of changed that up a little bit. Yeah, where, wherever games. you're at, you'll start to get, that'll start. Exactly, to... it gets a little weird yeah, yeah, and yeah. off track. I'm eight, I'm supposed to be playing eight this month, uh, which I'm gonna do on Jared's PSP, which is great. Um, but, uh, I mean, the, the, so this the battle system in this game is a little bit more active, and I feel like it's worth talking about because that's I think an RPG kind of hinges on its battle system. So, um, I, plus put it in the pro category. You can see the enemies on the map before you interact with them, mm-hmm. and sometimes you can avoid them if you don't want to fight them. I love that because random encounters are the worst thing ever. And so <laughs> I, I, I mean, there are times when you get stuck in a there's a guy standing in front of a door, and I got to go through that door. So obviously we're gonna have to fight. But um, but I mean, however many people you have in your party, you basically have a a, a, a system whereby you are given an allotted amount of time wherein you can act, which either means move freely around the battlefield, uh, activate your primary attack, use items, use your secondary attacks. So there is an active component to it, mm-hmm. but there's still a definite, like, my turn is over, and now I'm just going to take damage, which I can sometimes evade, which I can sometimes lower with this chance system. Mm-hmm. But um, but it, it is, like, it is, <laughs> it is such a JRPG. I mean, it's just... This game, I think, I, even... You know, it's several years old by now. I don't remember oh, exactly yeah. when it came no, out. Yeah. 2009, probably Something. at the maybe earliest, longer. maybe later. Um, 
it looks gorgeous. The game looks beautiful. I remember like looking at it and being like, wow, this is really pretty. Like it looks really, really good. The voice acting is exactly as terrible as a JRPG should be, so that didn't surprise me at all. <laughs> Awful. Um one of the main characters is real life composer Frederick Chopin, which is bizarre. So and it's every now and again you'll the game is interrupted by these interludes to tell you about something that actually happened. In the composer's life, when right. he was fleeing to Warsaw or hanging out in Switzerland, it's, it's like, like how they do loads. Yeah, exactly, there's just, exactly. There's just well, these like oil paintings. Like you're in his dream or well, imagination, you like you're, yeah. you're, you're like a. Isn't it more like he's a in, fever he's dream? In, he's actually? invented the world. Yeah. Like, ah, yeah one of the yeah one of the characters is kind of him as a kid or like it, yeah, like if he was turned into a JRPG kid, you think he'd invent a world where he was a little stronger? I know, but he does have a cool top hat, but. um... But yeah, I mean, at this point, I've probably slogged through, I don't know, it's like six or seven hours of the game. So I've, oh, I've it played through some of the different parties. It really and is stuff. nothing. Yeah, the, one of my favorite websites to look at is one, I think I've talked about it here before, howlongtobeat.com, where you can basically go to this website, look up any game, and it tells you roughly how long it takes to beat it. So, because I am very in love with this, like, 10 to 15 hour game idea, it's, like, perfect for me, I will occasionally just look at that site and see, like, well, this game only takes six hours to play. All right, I'll, I might not have played it before. This game takes 59 hours to play. I was going to guess All right, well, I'm going to need it. On this this one, I think, was like 35 to 40 oh, for okay. like whatever they called like the mainline playthrough, which you can get up into the 60 to 90 if you want to do everything. But um, but the main thing I was kind of left at with, you know, I, I like the visual style. The battle system's okay. The story's terrible. Oh. But one of the other things, and I have never mentioned this on the on the show, I don't think, was I started acquiring, because I wrote an article on our site about how I have a problem buying RPGs that I know I won't play at least for a long time, um, was uh, I started buying some of the games from the Tales series. Have you guys played any of these games? Tales of Symphonia, Tales of... I have no idea. Whatever. Okay, so it's the same company, Namco Bandai. It makes this series of RPGs that have been going on for a long time, and there's been a lot of them. Um, but the, and they've been. I mean, I think the first appeared on Super Nintendo. Tales mm-hmm. of Fantasia was the was a Super Nintendo mm-hmm. game, and then there's Tales of Vesperia was on the 360. I have a Tales, Tales of Graces of, F Tales uh, of PS3. Exilia. Yeah, Tales of Exilia, and then the sequel for that's coming out. I have a 3DS game called Tales of the Abyss. So it's a big system. But basically, it's very similar, very Japanese, very colorful, beautifully drawn characters and environments. But the battle system in those games is fully active. So it's the same thing. Like, you're running around a map, you run into characters, you briefly are thrown into a third place where you fight, which, again, just this Japanese thing. Like You never right. fight exactly where you're at. You get, whoa, the screen breaks or melts or goes in a swirl, <laughs> and then you're fighting. Music starts. Why did that start? I don't know. But, you know, uh, technical limitations, probably. Yeah. But the whole time you're fighting, it's a completely active system where, you know, I like any game where I can, to the best of my ability, evade damage, because mm-hmm. I feel like that's a skill in and of itself versus, you know, afflicting damage. If I can sneak around or jump around or evade or block and dodge, like, I don't like the helplessness I feel in a turn-based battle, where I know I can, you know, bump stats and buff certain things in certain ways to help reduce that, but... If somebody's going to get a critical hit on me, they're going to get a critical hit on me. Like, right. I can't do anything about that. So, but that, that game is, and the, the battles go by in the blink of an eye. So I love it because it's crazy and it still has your know, particle effects all over the place and loud screaming and metal guitar and like crazy stuff going on. And then it's over like 20 seconds later and you just like <laughs> wiped out nine enemies and it's like your little experience, you, get, you know, you see these numbers go up and, th- and then you're just done and you just keep going. So like I, I feel like this game. Uh, Eternal Sonata is like a step back from what I've gotten to see out of what I consider to be a superior version of this kind of game. Yeah, well, because it's not fast. I will say, though, 
just the other night, I played a couple hours of it, and I started having a little bit more fun with it. So I, I do want to hang on to it for a little while longer. I want to keep making steady progress, but... Yeah, I mean, I, and I own the game too. That's another funny thing. Like, I, it was on sale for $5 on 360, like, many, many months ago. So I just threw it in the queue and said, yeah, I'll, I'll play this someday. Because I do remember reading really good things about it. Mm-hmm. Like, well reviewed, and you were excited to get it. And so, um, maybe I'll visit it, revisit it sometime, but it's funny that what, I'm left with from it is just that that time sink of a big JRPG. Yeah. It's just that is hard well, these days. That's one of the things I think for me with a JRPG is that you just have to be you have to put time into leveling. And I think one of the things for me that was so tough about this game is one of the things that for you, and it's one of the reasons I picked it for you, <laughs> you hate is is these just difficulty spikes yeah. where you'd be going along through an area and you're kind of you've grinded a bit to get levels, so you're fine. You're going through, and then you kind of get through that level and the next level. It's just so intensely harder that you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, and it was just like, okay, well, I guess I'm just gonna spend the next four hours grinding through levels and hopefully get some equipment to see if I can do this next Mitigate part. This damage. And yeah, it's it was like the just first time you cross a bridge in Dragon Warrior. And yeah, and it's oh, like, oh, oh, wait, oh, wait, the world over wait, there. metal slimes? I'm go back I do one this. damage to this. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was the thing with it, but uh, it, it, but it's funny because it kept my interest. Kind of, and then it just, I just lost it though, but. Yeah, so I, I can see it being something I would throw in every now and again to, you know, Ooh, since wow. I have it digitally, if I can ever get a big enough hard drive to have access to all my 360 games at the same time, it would be nice to be able to just, you know, quickly switch to that, play for an hour, and then just, you know, in five years from now, I will have beat it or something yeah. like that. It'll be my Final <laughs> Fantasy 13. Ah, oh, I'm still not done. No, still not done. So, cool. But, all right. And then, um, we'll move to Mike, because Mike is actually the one that inspired this, because, Chris and I were talking once about how great Portal is, and Mike looked at us, he's like, that game sucks. And we're like, <laughs> I don't think I said We, like, <laughs> something to that effect. And Chris and I looked at each other, like, he might have all said, like, the moon is a balloon. Like, he, and then he could like, that's how crazy that was to us. And then we talked to him, and he's like, I only played it for, like, an hour. And we're like, ah! <laughs> and um, we're like, you gotta play this game! And he's like, well, I'm gonna make you guys play games that suck, too. And we're like, fine. So we made him play Portal and Portal 2. Because Portal's short. And Portal 2, the single player's not very long either. And um, so, do you beat them both? Yes? Yes. Okay. And what did you think? Um, I, 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 I still kind of feel the same way. Like, okay, I understand why people like the games. Okay, they're very well made. The storyline is, is, you know, the characters and, and the, the, the talking is all very entertaining and humorous. And the, the puzzles are challenging and interesting how they figure out all these different little th- variables to add in to make it a little bit more difficult each time. But I just, I don't really like games where it's just one puzzle after another. It's just not my, my thing. You know, I need, I need something else in there. Like, I don't mind playing games that have puzzles in them. There's other stuff in there. There's a lot of humor and... But that's just, that's just it. It's like, that's, the humor is not motivating to me enough to finish the puzzle. Like, the only reason I was finished the game is because I knew if I didn't, y'all would give me all kinds of crap. (laughs) So, I literally just powered through. I mean, you could talk to, you know, my, my, uh, anybody who came into the room was always kind of like, oh, are, are you playing that game again? Cause they just knew. Cause I'd be like, just so like, Ugh. that game. Ugh, Cause I'd be so frustrated with it, you know, just, and especially if I ever got stuck, which I only had to use a guide once. I made through both games only using a guide once. And that was in the first one. I think I hit one part where I just could not figure it out. Of course, it was really easy. It was like this obvious thing right in front of my face, but I made <laughs> through both of them with, with only using a guide thing once and, I, I definitely did like the second one better. I felt the humor in it was a little, the storyline was yeah. a little bit better flushed out. Um, 
Everybody talks about their favorite characters. Mine was the astronaut guy, Cave Johnson. Cave Johnson's uh, pretty good, yeah. To me, I thought he was funnier than Gladys and the little orb dude, whatever his name uh, is. Wheatley. Wheatley. Yeah, I thought he was he was far funnier than any of them anyway. Oh, I um, really like Wheatley. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, Cave uh, Johnson or Cave Johnson? Cave Johnson's Cave really Johnson. funny. Yeah. yeah so, I yeah, I mean, it was... Which is the guy that does those State Farm commercials yeah. now, which is always <laughs> weird. Like, I'm just... Like, the way I'm, he talks I'm seeing that perfect, guy. Yeah. Though, like, I'm seeing that guy when he does those, and I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was just kind of like, eh. And a lot of the twists, you know, I totally saw it coming and everything, which obviously it's not what the game's for. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, it was just... Uh, uh, okay, so, and I understand the criticism of slightly... I mean, th- there are very few ways you can interact with the world. I mean, the second game kind of upped that a lot, because they're suddenly, like, with the all kinds of with the stuff, paints and the yeah. gels and stuff. I, but in the first yeah. game, is very limited. Like, you can do two things. You can shoot a portal and you can jump. And, you know, there's a lot you can do within that. But, but at, like, so that there's a lot of repetition involved in that. Oh, yeah. How can you play two different versions of an XCOM game and not get bored with that? <laughs> so how is this not in that's its own true. way? That's like, like, that's kind of a puzzle game. In a way, but it's more of a, a strategy to it. Like, yes, all games are technically a puzzle. You have a goal that you have to achieve, and you have to figure out how to get there. Like, you know, whether you look at whatever kind of game you want to look at, it's in some ways a puzzle. But then there's, like, the obvious puzzles, and then there's, like, the, you know, it's kind of, a, like, metaphorically a puzzle, you know? Right. Yeah. Like, XCOM, you could say that's a puzzle, but it's not really as obvious as, like, literally when you have to put all these pieces together and try to maneuver through this. Uh, it, it's just, to me, like, maybe that's what it is. I need more, maybe I, maybe I need a conversation wheel. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be able to pick what you say to GLaDOS instead. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you have three like, options. There was yeah. nothing to romance, so I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's the thing, like, I loved the XCOM games, you know, and I played through, and technically uh, there was only one with an expansion, that's really all. That's what I'm saying. Uh, you basically uh, played two versions. Yeah, of you like, played yeah, through it yeah. again, you played yes. the whole thing again. Well, because so. then you got Mech Warriors, and we all know everything gets better with mechs. Okay, so Mech Warriors in Portal 3, and you're good. <laughs> it would make it better, I'm not saying that I would. Because <laughs> mechs make everything better. Okay, well then, let's say that, you know, uh, the massive Game of the Decade edition comes out of th- those two games. Like, what... What changes would would you think could what what could be changed in the game oh. that would make you more interested? Like nothing. something that would feasibly know. be a realistic change. I don't know. This is a whole other conversation. <laughs> Come on, think critically. Well, here I'll give you. You think about that while I give you this. You do you at least feel like a romance? Like you got yeah. Like you got to like you to hook be up a, with the aliens. Like a deeper gamer in the fact that you now know these characters who are so iconic. Because that's like a thing. Like I remember we walk in the portal bathroom at Player One and we're like, oh yeah, and you're like, what? I mean, There's I guess dude on the wall. What the only I thing care? is, is like, you know, like people are gonna it. You know who that is now. People are gonna talk about Portal, and we know what they're talking about. But I'm still not gonna really want to talk about it with them. Because like, you, know uh, you know what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna be like, oh, I didn't. I play because now I can even say I play through Portal, and I still am not really that into it. And then they can really think I'm and crazy. And then they can just write you off like we did. <laughs> so it can be an informed. What I mean, it's a, you know, you can watch Citizen Kane and go, eh, didn't really into it. But now you're like, okay, well, I watched it, and now I understand what everybody's yeah. But I, really, it's like I, I, I can kind of understand the game. I've watched a little bit of both of them, and mm-hmm. I, I, you, you play through one little puzzle, you get the gist of the game. You kind of yeah, the gist, the gist of that's because it's a simple mechanic. It's made complex. Yeah, it's not a very deep 
game. The, the idea is that that yeah, they because if they made it too much more complex, that it would become impossible. We'll see. Think about how like hard some of these. Think about mind. how hard, but they are intensely complex in the long run. Because think about how hard they, once you start to add a lot of variables, that gets too complicated. You know what I mean? But in like, a way, it's, the simplicity of this game is some part of what was brilliant. It about is it, kind of repetitive to me in a way because yes, okay, they add in the gels and all this new stuff, but in a way, the puzzles are still kind of the same because you still got to understand the basic mechanics of it. Okay, I see this platform way over there and I need to get to. So I need to use the speed gel to make myself run really fast and then the blue gel to make myself jump really high. And then there's this one portal that just happens to be on a little slanted wall. So I know I need to launch myself out of that. And then there's a portal way down there in this pit. So I need to jump off of this into a portal down there, which will then launch me and use my... It was like a lot of repetitive using like the same little mechanics that I learned in these tutorial puzzles, and then putting them all together for these bigger ones. Yeah. So in a way, you're just using the same stuff over and over and over again. But in new ways, in different creative kinds of ways. Yeah. Yeah. I just... It wasn't well, enough I mean, me. it, it definitely ramps up in a way. I mean, were there puzzles that you can remember from either of the two games where, having figured that all out, you get either a sense of accomplishment or like a, cool. No, yeah. I was just kind of like, thank God that's done. I'm one step closer to being done with this game. <laughs> <laughs> nice, but it was enough that you looked up the solution online. I wonder there was if, only one. I wonder if if Mike would have, and I'm directing this to Jared right now. I wonder if Mike would have had a You'll different experience answer. playing the co-op version that you and I spent some time. Maybe, in. probably not. I it probably would have been better. At least then I would have had somebody to like play with. It the co-op was fun, but honestly, if you don't like the mechanic, I highly doubt you'd like the co-op. Yeah, we love the game, and it was so just, the co-op yeah. was just like. More! And it's, an extra it's a little bit and a little more different, but he'd still think it was complexity. the same thing. Yeah. I'd probably just play with somebody just for the fun of interacting with another person, but the yeah. whole time I'd probably be sitting there, man, I wish we could play like Gears or something like that. <laughs> we actually never finished the... All no, of we the, didn't finish the, the, the multiplayer. We should do that. Someday, someday. I don't remember what happened. I think I had a kid. <laughs> probably had a kid. I think it was having a kid. done that a few times. That kind of... <laughs> the, Becomes a slight stumbling block with your free time. What about um, you, Jared? You got yes, all okay. Those, uh, so I got to play probably what is considered the ultimate punishment game. Um, Chris lent me Dark Souls. Yay! So okay, parentheses kicking the balls repeatedly. <laughs> yeah, I have very mixed feelings about Dark Souls. Um, well, I found know. that I found a way though to really like it, and the way is to play it. While you're simultaneously playing another game. What? So you play some Dark Souls, and then you take a break. <laughs> with your feet. And you play you, something else. Yes. And then you come back, you don't, you, I just, I can't marathon Dark Souls. I played a little bit, and then, and what I played it with was Bioshock Infinite, which I completely played through again and beat. It was totally fun. Mm. And I played it on easy, intentionally, because Dark Souls is so hard! <laughs> it was like, nope, I'm gonna go annihilate stuff to, like, balance this out. And once I figured out that that's what I needed to do to play the game, I actually really like Dark Souls. So you're saying I should play it on easy? No, there's no there is no he's easy. He's saying you play Bioshock on easy. I play oh, Bioshock on easy. There is no there's difficulty no level on Dark Souls. Dark Souls. There's one. It's super hard. That's the only <laughs> difficulty setting. Nightmare and Ultimate. You die. That's all you play. Difficulty. And um, you know, there's a few things I'd say about it. Um, first off, the one thing I asked Chris, I said, okay, so give me some information on how to play this game because. You know, this game kind of like, like, for its own amusement, doesn't tell you stuff. Right. Like, you can tell that they're just like, <laughs> figure it out. Um, is like, that's like the whole gameplay mechanism is, you're, you're gonna figure it out. Cause there's tons of stuff, like, I'll get items and I'll be like, what is, it'll say something on it, like a description. I'll be like, 
that doesn't tell me anything about what this does and, and little things. And so he's like, just go, don't get spoilers. He said, but go look up tips. Well, and I sent and that, you that one really brief article. Yeah. That just gave and, you like and, three or four pieces of advice. And that was really helpful. Because like, if there's little things like, and I'll give you some of the tips now. Like one, learn how to use a shield. You need to block all the time. And not, but that's not, that's not enough to know how to use a shield. You need to look at your shield stats to know whether it's strong against magic or whether it's strong against physical. You also need to know that your stamina bar is really important to your shield. If you're not blocking, put your shield down. Because if your stamina bar goes away, your shield won't block anything. Because they'll knock your shield out of the way. Um, be patient. Because if you rush, even easy enemies will kill you. And watch your weight. Watch your weight. They never tell you this. Don't go. That is a super important super part of this mean. game, and it's never yeah. explained. Whatever anywhere. your weight capacity is, do not exceed fifty percent of it. If you can stay under twenty-five percent, you can invade even a little. Because bit you faster. can move. You, as soon as you get over fifty percent, you move crazy slow, and your dodging ability, it's like which a is baby really important, <laughs> is super slow. You roll in a way that's like doesn't seem physically possible. <laughs> it's so slow. So that's really important. Um, and then make sure that you um, have range and close attacks, that you can do both, because some enemies require you to fight at range, to fight them realistically. To try and fight them up close won't work, and vice versa. Some enemies, if you try and fight at range, you can't. There's not enough space in the room to get range, and they can. some of these enemies have weapons that are unbelievably long. <laughs> They have axes that are like three times the length of the creature's body, and they'll reach you from so no, 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 far right. away. It's unbelievable. And then um, study your enemies too. Learn their attack patterns. Because you do need to know how to fight different enemies differently and things like that. So there's a lot of these little things that are really important. And as, as you can start to figure them out, that's important. Um, also, um, figure out the weapons that you like and armor that you like, and then just kind of um, use the armor smiths to make the most powerful versions of those armors and stick with them. You're not going to upgrade your stuff as much as you think. But upgrade your armor, find something, because if you, like I picked a wizard class to have some of the spells right away, so I up my strength and endurance a bit to give me some melee, but I can't wear the heavy armors. I can't with my character. I'm never going to be able to because I have to level so much. And that's fine. So what I did is I just took those low-level wizard armors, which are nice because they actually block a lot of magic, mm -hmm. and just gave them as many bonuses as I could with the um, blacksmith. And so do that. Your 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 equipment is really important. Um, pick the equipment that just fits your play style more than is powerful, because that's going to help you more and make that equipment more powerful. And then just and then just um just go slow, just go slow and figure stuff out. And uh, yeah. So this game is so hard. But the sense of like, yes, yeah. I did this thing is so huge. I just, um, I'm about 20 hours in. And from what I've looked, that's not even close to being in with the game. From what I understand, this is like an 80 hour game. You can play 100 hours. You can play this game for a long time. And I plan on playing this game more. Um, and I just beat one of the bosses. Not all the bosses are necessary, but I just beat one. I just beat the gaping dragon. Um, and that was like amazing. Like I got, I did that the other night. That was just like two nights ago. And I was like buzzing, man. <laughs> I was like, yes! Cause when you first go in that room, this enormous dragon with like mouths on its chest for no reason, um, just like jumps out and you're like, uh, you always know when you're going to go into something hard though. Cause there's this barrier of white light and you walk up to it and it goes, 
you want to cross the white light. And if you do, stuff's going down nine times out of ten. Every once in a while you cross one, and it's kind of nothing, and it's weird. Um, But most times, and those ones disappear and don't come back. Mm -hmm. But most times, and and they'll disappear after you defeat a boss. But most times, like, if you go through one of those, you're about to die. Because you, the first, you'll... If you ever beat a boss on your first try, holy crap, you're good at this game. Because you usually have to figure them out, and in figuring them out, you'll probably die. You'll probably die. And you kind of get used to dying, and you're like, okay, okay, so what I learned from that time, okay, so I need to watch the tail, because they'll do a tail swish, so I can't get around back of them. Although a lot of the bosses attack their tails, because they usually fall off and become weapons, by the way. <laughs> like, almost all the bosses i fought, like, so far, they're like, I'll look up, like, if I'm having trouble, I'll look it up, and they'll be like, ah, just try these things, they'll help. And it'll say, like, uh, yeah, attack their tail, because their tail will be gone if you cut it off, and you'll get this cool axe. And I always get them, and I'm like, oh, I can't use this. But, um, because it's for, like, super high strength. But, yeah, the, so that's an interesting thing, though. But, um, yeah, I, I, I really kind of like it. I really kind of like it. But I, I had to temper it with, like, just taking breaks and being like, I'm going to go play something really light and fun. And then that'll... Because there's also moments when I'm just sitting there holding my controller going... Going, I don't... I clearly should be going somewhere else, and I don't know where it is, because the only place I can find to go, the regular enemies are so strong, I just I go halfway there, and then I go, no, and I run away. And it's like, ugh. Because I still run into some regular enemies that I'm like, I don't know, let me try these guys now. I haven't fought them in a while. And then, like, I, like, block their first attack, and, like, I hit them, I'm like, I did two damage. Nope, and I have to just run, yeah, and just run away. Um, and I did have my game invaded once, by the way. Ah, so talking about inst- interesting multiplayer. And, um, so yeah, so he just kind of showed up, and he wasn't that super overpowered. He was stronger than me, and he killed me. So all I did was run to right near a, uh, one of the fires, mm-hmm. and just let him kill me there, and then I resurrected, and I picked up all my stuff. Because if you die, there's this, if you can get back to it before dying again, there's this little green orb, that if you can get to it, you'll get all your, your stuff you lost, because you'll lose all your souls. Um, which your souls are what you use to level and upgrade your equipment and things like that. And you get those just whenever you beat enemies. And they're really important. Um, but, um, don't get too tied to them. If you have some, don't worry about it. But, um, so, but wherever you, you resurrected the last fire you were at, which is where you can save and regain your health and rebuild your health, refill your, um, health container. Which I also found that if you time it right, you can take two or three swigs from that really quickly. Hmm. So that, cause it takes a while to t- get health. If you hit the, the, the button, it takes about three seconds. But if right after you put it down, before he puts it back away, if you hit it again, he'll take another quick swig of the Estes Flask, so you can heal quick that way. Um, which is useful sometimes when you have to heal more. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I just let, I just kind of tried to fight him, but I had no chance of beating this guy. And I was like, well, I'll go over here, and when he kills me, it won't matter. And it didn't matter. Um, because it little, little damage your equipment, but not enough to be relevant at all. Like, I, I upgrade, I repair my equipment all the time because I'm expecting to lose those souls anyway. Um, <laughs> so it's like, well, I might as well use them for something. Um, cause, uh, yeah. But I think the only other thing, and it's right on the box, is just be prepared to die. Like, you're gonna die, but it's, it's a, dying is just kind of like a mechanic. It's just like, you're gonna die, but if you did it right, you, you know something about why you died, and then next time, you can do better. And that was the overwhelming feeling for me with Demon Souls and Dark Souls was the fact that the games are really, really, really hard. But I think there's a difference between hard and cheap. And those games never felt cheap to me. Because it's it's interesting that they created this world where in any other game, if I saw like a chest or some like glittering bobble of some sort, you're like, sweet, you run over and grab no that way. thing. But in this game, you see something, you're like, 
That's, that's a, trap. a trap. That's the, that is such a trap, and I am not going down Admiral there. Admiral Akbar is just following you it's around. It's such a weird <laughs> feeling where, like, you know, any other game, you'd be like, sweet, but, like, no. you will die a horrible death if you go chase something like that. Yeah, I even had one so time. you just never go after anything? <clears throat> no, you slowly or, work your way up to it. Or you find another way to and get to figure out or... how to get the trap. Because I saw one, too, that there was a little guy sitting there with some souls. I'm like, great! And I was, like, walking up to it, and I was like, and a slime, which I didn't know was an enemy yet, dropped down <laughs> on me from the ceiling and started murdering me. And I was like, you... <laughs> and I was like, oh, why didn't I think? But, you know, I had never come across enemies on the ceiling yet. Now, I look, I look up the ceiling. And, cause it was one of the first areas I was underground. Right. And, uh, so yeah, they got me. I was like, oh, you got me, and I totally shouldn't have let you. Um, but yeah, it's, it's usually you feel, you feel, there was one time I felt a little cheap, where so I went through a white light, and I was like, alright, let me figure out what happened. And the, and the boss rushed me was so fast. In a, yeah, he was in a swing. That I was just like, <laughs> and one hit killed me, and I was like, that, that was sucked. fun. <laughs> what did you learn from that? Buddy? To put up my shield right away when I went through the wall, and then and then it blocked it, and I ran, I ran around him, away. and I got to set myself up for that battle, and I won that battle on the third try, um, which the third try is pretty good. That's really good. that's pretty good. So um, yeah, that's pretty good. It was especially especially when considering your first one was literally spoiled. was literally less time than I had to go, and I, I kind of walked through there like that's a big soap, <laughs> and I just died. I was like, ugh. Um, that was actually I found out an optional boss too, but whatever. He gave me some good stuff. So well, I, I, feel, I feel like the value in these games is, and you can understand what they are, you can figure out how to play them, and at some point, a, a switch flips, and you're like, I get it, and then, and you then like it's it. a whole different game. Yeah, and I think one of the things I figured out was to to vary up your character a lot too. I actually, um, you can you can find people, and uh, oh, by the way, never kill an NPC. You'll yeah, just lose their ability to help you. But they, they're uh, when you're online, people will leave signs. For you, though, these little orange things on the ground, and you can leave stuff too that's information for people. And lots of people are jerks, as you know, and they'll, and they'll leave stuff like attack this guy. No, never attack an NPC. They always sell you things or help you. It seems, at least as I'm so far, mostly they sell you stuff that you're probably gonna want. If you kill them, you can't get those things anymore. Never attack an NPC. But um, I just unlocked one that gave me pyro that I could unlock pyromancy, mm-hmm. and I bought that because I'm like, oh, well, this is good because it gives me an option for fire. And then I can try that on some enemies that maybe are weak against fire. And then the slimes are, I found out. Because I couldn't damage them barely at all, even with my, my magic attacks. And I was like, man, and I, the sword does actually literally zero to them. Um, <laughs> some enemies are only susceptible to magic. Um, or otherwise, only susceptible to certain attacks. And I got the, like, even the most basic pyromancy spell, though, and I throw it at them and poof, they melt. You know, they turn to, they turn to goo right away. So, um, you know, I found that vary your character to give you options to try stuff. Because some enemies, you fight them and you'd be like, I can't do anything. And then, well, maybe you have pine resin and you can apply lightning to your sword for like an hour and you'll, you'll go through them like they're made of butter. Yeah. You know, because, well, well, that one's weak to lightning, but you have to figure that out. You just have to try stuff. So just try things. And then, um, just, just, you know, the, ex- the, the, the exploration is really a thing too, and the feeling of ecstasy when you find one of those fires when you're in a new area. <laughs> and you can't let, cause you're running around going, oh man, I've done so much, I don't wanna have to go back to the last fire, it's so far behind me! And then you see it, like down an aisle, and you're like, don't run in it! Don't run in it! Don't run in it! There's probably a trap! And then, but you, when you finally get to it, and you're like, ah! And then all the world's enemies respawn. <laughs> That's the thing though, every time you go to a fire, every enemy respawns. So, it's oh, nice geez. though, because it's a great way to grind if you want, and you find a good way to get big souls, because there's an area in the dark, dark root basin that I found a great place to grind souls, 
And I do that with just a few enemies that actually were really easy because of my setup. I was strong against them. And uh, I did that just for a little while. It took me like 20 minutes. I gained like three levels. And you know, they eliminated that in the sequel. In Dark Souls 2, enemies will only respawn, I think, five times or ten times. And then they don't come back again. So that sounds great on paper, right? But you know it. No, that's, that's exactly how that makes works. The game harder. Is that's what that's how you can get really overpowered. Because then you got to be a lot more careful about losing your souls. So if I lose my souls, I'm like, eh, well, they I found another back. way to make it harder. Great. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm sure there's some loophole around that somewhere you can find to get new enemies or something. But um, yeah, honestly, I, I I would recommend this game to people. I think that it's a unique kind of fun, and it's an, I mean, kind of like what I mentioned to Mike with Portal, like. I don't know, he didn't like it, but like there's this like this aspect of gaming that that's part of gaming culture that he's familiar with now. And I feel like Dark Souls is kind of that one of those things too. Like I'm like that's kind of like even though I was anticipating hating it and I was like, well, you know, at least I'll have this experience that's part of the gaming experience that I'm I'm like that I'll know about at least. And um but I'm actually liking it a lot. So I plan to continue playing it kind of on the side. And I'll, I'll, I'll play mostly other stuff, I think, and I'll kind of plug away at it, because clearly that's the way I enjoy this game. Mm-hmm. And um, someday, way down the road, I'm going to finish it, and I'll give you guys a full review, and I'll tell you some more about it. But uh, Episode 50. Epi- maybe. But um, <laughs> it'll be it'll be, and it'll be right after I finish Final Fantasy Thirteen, And I'll talk about Eternal Sonata. There you go, maybe. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> there you go. And uh, we'll, we'll both finish our games. A lot shorter than Mike's. Or a lot longer than Mike's, certainly. Although he put a lot of work time into it, but... So, alright, so, anyway, so, we'll, maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll do we'll something like that, that again. I think, at some point. We'll do this again. I'm gonna make yeah. you guys play XCOM. Oh, God, that sounds <laughs> terrible. That sounds a lot worse than playing Dark Souls, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Can I just go do chores? Yes, that's what it feels like. I think it'd be like chores. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I played, like, ten minutes of Final Fantasy Tactics, and I was like, this game sucks! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't play it ever again. Not to my bag. Oh, so, okay, well, anyway, so, um... If you have any ideas about this, once once more, we are so in the internet. We're we're all, we all are, in that internet. We are a podcast. If you we are on game Facebook. You want to we are on Twitter. Yeah, if you want to torture us with a game, there's a game that's just like Portal. We never played. Chris and I'll play it. Love it, and we'll torture Mike with it again. Great. <laughs> um, we got the website, all kinds of stuff. So hit us up. We we want to be interacting, guys. We're uh, we're still hoping for that so much, and it's picked up a little bit. And we we want to pick up more, even more. We love it. So, um, so yeah. So hit us up on that. We want to hear what you have to say about these games or or whatever you think. Anything. Some of you want to do us an episode on all that stuff. We want we want to hear it. So, um, look forward to hearing from you guys. And, and once again, um, I'm Jared. I'm Mike. I'm Chris. And we're the Used Gamers. And uh, we'll see you next episode, guys. Peace. Bye. Everybody talk in the voice that you're going to talk in, so okay. I can see what it sounds like. Hey, this is my show voice. Used where gamers. I talk about. Video games and things of that nature.